Hello, podcast listener. The App Guy podcast. Every Sunday and Thursdays. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to the App Guy Podcast. Uh, I am your host, I'm Paul Kemp, and it's my job to bring you inspiring guests from around the world. And this week is no exception. I have someone actually from my uh, neck of the woods uh, in the UK, Mike Russell. He's joining us uh, as our guest, and he is the founder of so I encourage you right now to go and check out musicradiocreative.com. He's the co-director, works alongside his wife, and we're going to learn a lot about um, all different things to do with audio, to do with uh, all the sound effects we can put into our apps and uh, that we can do for our podcast. So Mike, it's a really warm welcome to the App Guy podcast. Paul, it's an absolute pleasure to be on. As we record, the sun is shining across the UK, and it's, uh, it's great to meet another fellow UK podcaster as well. Yeah, it's nice. At least there's two of us. Hey? And, yeah. uh, um, but let's start off by just uh, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about your journey and how you come about setting up Music Radio Creative and just a little bit about yourself as well. Sure. Well, um, I started out in uh, traditional media, so I was on the radio. I've worked there since I was a kid, and even before I was in radio, I was using bits of technology to make radio stations, you know, cassette machines and bits like that, and splicing reel-to-reel. So I always had a, a passion for audio and, you know, being on the air, doing something inside audio and radio and media. And um, so, yeah, I worked my way up. I started out as um, a T-boy at the local radio station. Then I got on air. Uh, and then I found the production room and started messing about with sound effects and cutting voices and adding sound effects to the voices. And I kind of got hooked from there when I realized that I could pitch ship my voice and make myself sound really silly. And it's kind of been a, a journey from there on in. <laughs> right. And, and, and you mentioned that you're the co-director alongside your wife. Um, how did that happen Tell us a little bit about the dynamics of, of setting it up with your wife. Well, that's right. I mean, I've I've had Music Radio Creative and my, my production company ongoing since 2004, um, but it's been always very much a part-time thing while I've been working in radio. Uh, and then finally in 2011, uh, actually when my wife was pregnant uh, and she went on maternity leave, it kind of gave us a golden opportunity because we started to, to work together. I mean, we had absolutely no reason Paul to work together because she was in banking she was working in the city of London uh doing fine there I I had my radio gig and I was I was on the air and we just kind of found that it worked that we could work together and it progressed from there and uh it's it's been fantastic since we've started doing that so yeah 2011 we we kind of started really sort of turning our attention to the business and when we discovered we could sort of scale it up and make it a full-time thing um we moved from kent where we were living at the time to the isle of Wight, and now we're fully virtual and i'm a little bit jealous because i'm trying to encourage my wife to work on my online business and uh, she's set a target a quite high financial target for me to achieve and uh, i need to get that uh, before 
uh, we, we moved together. But that's obviously a, a lovely story. And I think that will inspire so many um, indie app developers, business owners, entrepreneurs that listen to this, that you can do something creative and uh, you know do it with your own uh, closest people around you. Absolutely. So I have to say that, um, and I said this in the pre-briefing, that you are the best uh, uh, audio that I've heard in the hundred odd podcasts I've, I've done. And we've, it would be great to start off by just trying to figure out the setup that you have and, uh, you know, the, let's go into like the microphone that you're using and, and how you get such crystal clear audio. <laughs> That's very kind of you to say that, Paul. <laughs> there's, um, yeah, I suppose there's no big secret. I mean, I'm, I'm from uh, radio and the voiceover industry where... Um, Traditionally, condenser mics are quite popular, but um, they're not so good for podcasting, particularly if you're podcasting from a home studio because um, because they're so sensitive. Uh, the audio echoes all around the room and it bounces off walls. doesn't sound so good. So what I use to podcast uh, from my studio is actually a dynamic microphone, one you've, you've probably heard mentioned quite a bit on podcasts about podcasting, the Heil PR40. And that goes actually direct into my computer uh, via via a Sapphire Pro 14 uh, from Focusrite. I don't even use, I, I really endorse the DBX286S, which is like a, a mic preamp and processor, which can add the kind of like EQ and bits to your voice. But I find with this Heil, I don't actually need it. So I record straight into my audio interface, which goes into my Mac and then into Adobe Audition. And it's it's as simple as that. And I've just got the um, the audio interface right now doing this podcast set up to go to Skype. So you're getting my end of the conversation. And I'm actually, uh, because I'm an audio snob, <laughs> a real perfectionist in this, I'm actually recording my side of the conversation right now as well in Adobe Audition. So if you want to, you can actually have the, the quality version of, of me recording from my studio. Well, that that is, I would love 90% of my guests to be as good as that. Because... <laughs> But, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be so difficult. I mean, this is, it's, it's not a cheap setup. It's a, you've got to be sort of invested in podcasting and creating good quality audio. So, I mean, the, the Heil alone costs in British pounds around 300 all in with the, the microphone, the shock, the boom, and everything that goes with it, maybe just over 300. Um, and then you've got uh, another uh, about 140 quid for the um, Sapphire Pro 14. Uh, and of course, then the, the Mac and the software as well cost money. But if you just want to get started and you've got a computer, I mean, you can get something like the Audio-Technica ATR2100. That's a popular one in America. It's about 35 to $50. And there's an equivalent one from Samsung. I forget the... Um, the exact model, I'll have to look that up. Um, equivalent one that you can get over here in the UK and Europe, which again is around 30 to 40 pounds. And in terms of um, the audio studio that you're working in, uh, are you, are you, is it a soundproof studio? Uh, have you got like all the, the black sounding around you? Actually, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I've got, um, I'm in an attic and the, um, the walls are quite, they kind of... Um, go all, all the way up into a, into a point. So they're all around and, and quite good for audio. What I do have uh, behind me, uh, directly behind me, is like a green screen with a bit of felt over it. So that kind of deflects audio a little bit. But what I tend to do is I just tend to, I think a lot of, that, lot of it is about having the, the right kind of room, but also it's about having the right equipment. And it's also about knowing how to use that equipment. So 
making sure your pop filter is the correct length away from your microphone, making sure you have the, the right mic technique and you're not talking off mic or talking right into the mic like that and, uh, you know, just things like that. So. Okay, so um, I'm going to be selfish with your time now and just literally pick up on that and get specific. I'm talking now in the microphone about a, a uh, probably a foot away, maybe half a foot, and my pop uh, is right on my microphone. Is that a good setup? It's, um, I, I would say the closer you can get to your microphone, if, if you wanted me to be absolutely um, critical of your audio, um, I would say that you probably need to get a little bit closer, but perhaps uh, I feel that your room may not be the best uh, room to record in because I, I can hear a little bit of echo bouncing from the walls. That's right. This is where I admit <laughs> that I'm in my office. That uh, I was quite proud to, when I bought the house, it was specifically for this office and it's in the garden. Uh, but it's quite a small uh, space, and so hence the reason I was asking about the, uh, the you know, the soundproofing. And uh, if you were to record in a small space, then is it worth investing in the foam? In uh, actual foam to to soundproof the whole room? Yes, but potentially yes. Um, but I think you'd be surprised the difference that a, a different microphone can make. So um, if, if you try many different microphones, but perhaps if you go actually into a, a specialist audio store and try them out and hear the different sounds, some microphones will give you a real echo and some will be, you know, really specific, like the Heil I'm speaking into now. You, uh, you speak right into the top, and if you speak anywhere else, it doesn't pick you up particularly. Uh, it's got very good uh, rear sort of uh, rejection of audio. So that means uh, when I do a podcast, when I do the Music Radio Creative podcast with my wife, Isabella, uh, she'll sit opposite me with a Heil, and because we're speaking in the same room, we're not sort of being picked up on each other's microphones. So a different microphone, I think, can make all the difference before before you start like buying loads of foam and getting a sound specialist in to, to you know, completely change the look of your room. Just try a few different mics and, and see what you come up with. Yeah, this is the joy of doing the App Guy podcast. I get lots of different advice. And uh, <laughs> I took some advice from an app developer and I'm using, um, it, it's quite, um, it sounded quite good on their podcast. It's called The Blue Yeti. Oh, and yeah. It, uh, has uh, different settings for podcasting or for music and yes yeah, so I've got the podcast set up now which I think is going directly into the, the microphone um, that's great <laughs> well do you know what as, as long as the the podcast is is listenable to and I've, I've listened to your previous episodes Paul and your sounds absolutely fine you can you can record into really anything now I mean you're you're an app guy uh, you can record into your iPhone and I, I really think that that's an acceptable quality of audio uh, in many cases for a podcast. In fact, I've thought time and time again because I've I've got a great app on my phone called Spreaker, which allows you to um, to podcast live uh, from anywhere. In fact, it's it's kind of deemed a kind of studio in your pocket. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool uh, to do some other podcast, uh, maybe not related to the business, just a passion project, uh, where I could just take my iPhone and I could just talk into it as a portable recorder. And you know, I've tested the quality and I, I think it sounds really good. So you know. Well, um, thank you for setting this up for a, a quick plug on my other podcast. It's called the Entrepreneur Dad Podcast, and I do exactly that. I started doing that when I was uh, living in Dubai, and uh, I, since I've come back, I literally do. I'm using I'm using the Smart Lab, uh, the Rode Smart Lab. Uh, plug that in. I'm using uh, the uh, Boss Jock or the Rode Rec app, 
and and I'll record an episode a day and it's really easy uh, you just go for a walk around your village or wherever you are and as long as it's quiet you can get a really good audio so um, I started doing that as a, as a side project and you know Boss, Boss Jock's good because you can you can mix in all your intros and outros and sound effects as well using the app so yeah that's what uh, I started playing around with so um, and, and let's talk about those because we are app people we love yep. sound effects and love putting in uh, various things to our apps. Um, what's the best resources that we can go to to get uh, jingles, sound effects? Well, I think there are there are many places online you can get them from, and I suppose the the most commonly used or most well known places uh, would be um, well, Apple's GarageBand uh, come with free samples, uh, which you can use as long as you're not uh, reselling the samples uh, on a commercial basis. If you create your own piece using multiple samples from GarageBand, there's a starting point. You can create audio and sound effects and music there. Um, YouTube also have a popular uh, music library. I think it's at youtube.com slash audio library. So those are great starting places. But then, of course, if you want to create a unique app and get some unique audio, that's where you might start looking elsewhere. And somewhere I've always used to source good royalty-free um, music and sound effects has been Audio Jungle. And then a level up from that would be to look into specific um, buyout libraries. I mean, we use a lot of um, buyout sound effect and jingle libraries at Music Radio Creative. So, um, you know, we, we go to the producers and, you know, buy these libraries anywhere from, you know, $100 to $200 to sometimes for really top quality stuff, you know, 500 or $1,000 um, per buyout piece. But then that means, you know, the licensing restrictions are, are a lot more sort of open on, on that kind of stuff because you can use it time and time again. It's a worldwide license, whereas some of the royalty-free sites you go to, you need to make sure you read the small print because it might say you can only use this on one project or you can only use it on one project and you can't charge for it or, you know, you can only use it, um, say, if you're an app developer and you want to get sound effects into your app, be very careful because it might say, um, you know, this can only only be played or downloaded a hundred thousand times, and then after that, you know, you need to pay the extended license. So, and that's a minefield, Paul. <laughs> it does sound like it's a real minefield, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, we're always conscious of being sued, and uh, yeah, you know, especially with music and um, those nasty uh, radio labels and uh, label studios. And so, I, I, I that's great resources. In fact, the, the music for um, this currently this current podcast is from YouTube Audio Library, and. Uh, uh, luckily, I think we're going to get some new music from one of my previous guests who runs a record label. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about Music Radio Creative then, because that's really the business that you're in, uh, helping podcasters, helping website owners, app developers. Uh, tell us a little bit about the services that you offer. Well, absolutely. We create custom audio on demand so we we work with djs we work with radio stations and podcasters uh also business owners and anyone really who needs creative audio so if it's an app developer we can give you access to musicians to singers to voiceover artists to sound designers uh, we basically what we try and do at music radio creative is bring the whole world of audio together and uh, Isabella and I, it's our kind of daily or weekly or monthly task to constantly source new talented people and composers from around the world and, and work with them to produce top quality audio. And I mean, that's the thing I love about the company is that 
it's it's no longer uh, the the way we work is changing, isn't it, Paul? It's no longer you know oh I you know I live and work on the Isle of Wight, so I need to find a local singer on the Isle of Wight. Now I, I can look to Australia or Thailand or, or somewhere else where there is a, a super duper singer who's got their own perfect studio um, and work with them remotely to um, to bring it all together and and we bring it together on musicradiocreative.com where we've had built um, specific uh, jingle and audio creators so you can go through step by step and choose how you want your audio to sound. Uh, and and that development process has been has been a bit of a process, but we've got it to be um, obviously a website, uh, and we finished the project towards the end of last year, which was 2013, um, and we were absolutely set on having the website completely responsive as well. So it means you can you know look at it on an iPhone or Android, and uh, you know do everything you could do on the the big site on the the phone and actually the hardest part uh, and I, I wonder what your your app developer listeners will think about this the hardest part was getting the audio to work correctly across all devices <laughs> you know, to get it to play back on any device without falling over that was really really difficult yeah because um, I spend a lot of my time on the iPhone and so it does play uh, mp3s um, but uh, that's a really good uh, point you know I was thinking actually my former uh, partner I was working with someone uh, two years ago who uh, we, we set up, or he, he particularly set up, it was his idea, uh, it was a, a Fiverr for music. So I don't oh. know if you've come across the site, a website called Fiverr.com. Oh, yes. Uh, F, yeah. And and so he did an, a, an equivalent for um, uh, music, but it was, beat, I think it was called Beats and Pieces. And um, yeah, he had, had a lot of fun doing that. And so just in terms of the creative uh, side of it, there's just so much we can do with audio now. And you must be thrilled with the, the way it's going and, and moving all online. And, uh, you know, we're getting apps like SoundCloud now that are getting phenomenally popular. It's uh, good. It's good. I still think audio, in a way, is a, a little bit young in the online world as well. You, you mentioned SoundCloud there. And I love SoundCloud. I'm a, I'm a premium subscriber. But you have to be a premium subscriber to upload lots of audio to SoundCloud. Otherwise, it gets quite expensive. Uh, and, you know, whereas YouTube is uh, is an unlimited bandwidth uh, video hosting site, uh, finding unlimited bandwidth audio sites is a little more difficult. <laughs> yeah. And it, actually, uh, just on that, you're right. It is young. Uh, it's a young industry because uh, when you look at all the viral stuff that goes out, it pretty much is... is uh, either photos or videos. It's very often, there's no, I, I honestly can't remember a time when a, a viral snippet of a podcast went viral or you know, some piece of audio. Uh, it's pretty much all uh, video and, and images. Absolutely. Um, so what, yeah, what do we, uh, I mean, where do you see this whole industry going? And where do you, do you think um, it will eventually get into the mainstream where the average you know, Joe blogs He's going to walk into his kitchen and just switch on a podcast rather than Five Live or BBC Radio One. I think it's going that way, Paul, and um, at a speed of knots as well. And you know, the big um, sort of traditional audio companies like radio stations, talk radio stations, are doing things to to keep up with the way it's going. So they're not going to die out or disappear. They're just going to repurpose themselves. Um, but podcasting, you know, is doing amazing things. And one of my favourite podcasting apps is Stitcher. At the moment, I listen to all my podcasts through Stitcher. I know a lot of people berate me because they say, "Oh, Mike, it's terrible audio quality." But you know what? I, I don't. 
mind because you know I listen on the go I listen with just one earbud so it really doesn't matter to me and it's I know when I'm listening on Stitcher it's sharing all of the podcasts I'm listening to on my Facebook feed which I quite kind of like that idea of you know socially sharing I wish more podcast listeners would do that because then I could know you know good podcasts that I should be listening to that maybe I haven't picked up on but I see it obviously now that the big buzz in 2014 is that this is all going into cars Apple made their CarPlay announcement and you know they said you know first and foremost before they said you can listen to music and radio in your car the I found it really curious the way Apple um, phrased it because they said you can listen to podcasts music and radio in the car so <laughs> podcasts was the first thing so yeah but to, to answer your question Paul it's it's going along and it's it's only going to get better from here yeah, so it's so exciting. I just pick up on one of the things you mentioned there, which is um, Stitcher and um, the discovery of new podcasts and sharing. And I, I do find that, uh, you know, at the moment we are a little bit limited with discovery of new podcasts. I mean, the way I discover new podcasts, I listen to my current podcast and if a new one is mentioned, I might go and check it out. But it would be great if there was a, a better way of discovery I mean for example there's uh, in the music um, world there's an app called Soundwave yeah and uh, I thought I just love that app it, it, it listens to all your uh, different streams of music and then just shares that with your friends and, and people on Facebook so uh, yeah it's a shame we need a Soundwave so there's an app idea I knew I'd get one Podwave yeah there you go Podwave. perfect <laughs> so if you're listening and want to <laughs> join us um, in collaboration we'll, we'll uh Absolutely. Yeah, I'd be I'd be up for that. And you, you know what? You're absolutely right, because you mentioned Soundwave. Uh, also, I'm, I'm a big user of Spotify, and I love the way they collate and, and show you popular music that you want to listen to. Uh, I love the fact you can go onto YouTube and you can see the, the, the popular videos right now. If you're using Netflix or something like that, uh, again, it's going to recommend you, you know, what your friends are watching or, you know, what's popular right now. Um, I've just recently um, got the Amazon Prime upgrade where I get unlimited uh, streaming of video. And that's just phenomenal because, uh, to be honest, I use it most of the time uh, just to entertain the little one. But uh, it's like most, yeah. most popular kids' TV shows right now. It's like, wow, this is this is awesome. And you're right, Paul. There is there is nothing really like that for podcasting right now, apart from the iTunes top charts or the the Stitcher chart. But you know, I, I hear what you're saying. You don't really want to see. You know, number one is you know this American Life. Number two is free economics. Uh, what you want to know is really what are my friends listening to. Yeah, because, you know, one of the things that we're missing now as we're uh, moving into this new world of media is that uh, when I was growing up, uh, everyone knew what everyone else was watching. And so you could just go and chat about that, you know, but I honestly can't chat to anybody about the stuff I listen to because it's unique to me and uh, I don't know what they're listening to. And so that would be, you know, another opportunity for an app, perhaps some way of finding out what our friends and people around us in our circles are, are listening to. Definitely. And do you get the feeling, Paul, as well, that podcast listeners still to this day are, are a little bit early adopters? So they're kind of like very special and interesting people. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the people that listen to this are obviously very special people. A lot of our guests that come on, um, you know, that are doing this. I do feel that it's very much early adoption. And ironically, I was listening to podcasts back in maybe 2008 when... Ricky Gervais did his podcast yeah. and got a few million. And then for some reason, I didn't carry on with my listening. I don't know whether it was just the hassle of um, synchronizing your iPod um, when we were using iPods at the time. 
Um, but now, um, over the last couple of years, it's made it a lot easier with the apps and Stitcher and uh, all these other apps that we use, and especially the iPhone has, has become much easier to listen to podcasts. So I, I now, I've got way too many to listen through throughout the week, and um, I very rarely, in fact, I honestly can't remember the last time I watched network TV or put the radio on. Well, the best thing about podcasting is that you can you can do it anywhere. So you can do it while you're doing something else. You can be, you know, going for a jog, doing the dishes or whatever, or, you know, in, in the car going from place to place. So I think it's fantastic. And everyone, I, th- I think there's a big buzz around right now. And you, you can kind of feel it, especially if you're in the new media space like you and I, Paul. It's, you know, people are saying, this is it. Podcasting is is happening. You know, some, some people say it's back in fashion, but, you know, you could argue it never really went out of fashion. But it's now sort of on the cusp of going right into the mainstream and, and look at Norman Pattis of, uh, of Podcast One uh, who syndicated national shows across America like you know Howard Stern and Rush Limbaugh I mean he's now really really investing into podcasting in a big way and uh, you know a lot of people are saying this is this is going to be really good for the space as well yeah and what I love about the space is the fact that it, it almost is a level playing field again so you know 10 years ago to perhaps do what we're doing now would have taken a large investment uh, in a radio station and maybe we would have got a license and managed to broadcast to um, 100,000 people locally Uh, and and, and now we can broadcast to the world with um, a few hundred pounds set up not even that so (laughs) and you know what the the best thing is about podcasting you say yeah you could get a radio station you could get a license you could get a show but what are they going to do? They're going to say, oh, you know, a show about apps. Oh, that's that's nice. We'll put you on at 9 p.m. on Sunday evening, you know, or, you know, we'll put you on, you know, at this this strange hour because it's 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 a niche. So, you know, and we don't want to offend our audience who like hit music. Um, and, and with podcasting, you are reaching every single person in the world. And there's a lot of them who specifically want to know about apps rather than just a few hundred thousand in a local market. So it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it does feel strange now when you think back to um, the way we used to consume our media and the thought of, of being on a schedule, like having certain shows, certain times, it seems really old-fashioned. And not being able to listen to what you want, when you want, <laughs> seems really old-fashioned as well. So I do I do think that maybe I, I need to have a week or two, you know, living in the, the 2000s, uh, just to remind myself uh, how far we've come. Um, And I I can't really miss up the opportunity to ask you about your former um, radio career and the stations you were on. Sure, yeah. Uh, So you you said you were were on air. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah, I started... um, So, uh, same as you, I'm I'm originally from the UK and I started out working in local radio in Kent uh, and then I went to London... Uh, to work at uh, places like um, Talk Sport um, when it when it was actually uh, current affairs and not all sports, <laughs> I was I was producing some of those current affairs shows uh, at Talk Sport. I was um, a radio presenter on the national digital station uh, Capital Life. Um, so I've done music radio shows. I've worked in Birmingham, Manchester, um, all different parts of the UK. I hosted a breakfast show um, for a time uh, when I was living in Australia. So, and um, I've had experience of, of working um, with American talk radio as well, which is, which is a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a really good journey. And, you know, I still kind of miss that buzz of being in a radio station where, you know, 
just everyone's there because they love it. No, nobody really is in radio for any other reason than they love it. You know, most people say, you know, it's been my dream as a, as a kid to be on the air. Uh, so it's it's a great experience. And the, the thought that you can just talk to a microphone and know that loads of people in the local market are listening, that is that is a buzz. And you mentioned Birmingham as well. And I, I'm thinking back to an episode that I did. Um, it was between 10 and 20. I, I can't remember the exact number, but it was with Andrew uh, Dubber, who is the professor of music innovation uh, at Birmingham. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, so... Um, you know, he, he's an interesting guy to listen to. He um, has been doing recently a music tech fest where it's bringing uh, digital coders, programmers together with musicians and they're just spending a three, three days together and to see what comes out of it. And usually there's some really interesting apps and innovations that come out of that. So uh, yeah, that's if you're listening to this and you, and, um, you want to um, go more into uh, the music innovation, then I'd definitely suggest checking out that episode. Yeah. Uh, um, so, finally, then, what what is it like? I mean, as we're wrapping up here and try and keep it to thirty minutes, um, what is it like, and how does it feel running your own business? Because there are so many insp- as- aspiring indie app developers, business owners, perhaps some people sitting on the fence, and they want to do their own thing. They're not quite sure if it's the right thing. Tell us and give us an insight into really what it feels like to be doing your own thing and responsible for your own. Uh, you know your own day-to-day work it's fantastic it's it's very it's it's freedom really because you know all the time I worked in radio I enjoyed it but I was working from a physical location and I was always working for someone who was telling me what to do and (laughs) I know many of your app developer listeners will will feel the same way that they don't like to be told what to do they like to to do what they want to do Um, so I always had that and now the fact that I can wake up every morning and I can work on what I choose obviously with discipline I, I try to you know format my day so that I get things done because if I work truly on you know what what I felt like every day <laughs> I'd get distracted <laughs> down multiple rabbit holes so I have to keep myself disciplined but that's that's the exciting thing I can do what I want to do every day but most importantly I do it because I love it I do it because I love music radio creative because I love the audio we're making because I love making people happy when they when they hear their audio and they say that's fantastic wow you know uh, it's kind of like the the first sort of experience I had when I listened to Capital FM Capital Radio um, with their jingles and I just thought that sounds amazing you know I, I want to know how that's done I want to have something like that so it's it's definitely about having passion and you know finding something that you really enjoy uh, that you feel you can scale up into a business if you're an app developer Look at what you like to do rather than sort of searching through the iTunes, you know, top 100 apps and saying, oh, look, you know, there's another fart app. Maybe I should make a fart app. You know, (laughs) if you've got no interest in doing that, don't don't do it. You know, look, look for something you're interested in. So if you say if you're an app developer interested in music, uh, then, you know, look to get your own unique musical app developed rather than just looking for what's popular. That's, I guess, the biggest piece of advice. The second thing I, I could say is, you know, get support from a supportive partner, whoever that is, whether that's a a business partner or whether that's your spouse, you know, you really need that support in business and and it it really can help you to go a long way and and write things down, you know, traditionally, not not using Evernote, you know, actually physically, you know, write your app ideas down uh, and then you'll, you'll find, I think you'll find it will flow better. 
Well, Mike, that is great advice, and I appreciate you um, giving us um, a motivation to go ahead and do that. I mean, clearly, if you are an app developer, we've already mentioned one great app idea, Podwave, and so we'd like to get that yeah. <laughs> going. And uh, it, it, how do people reach out and connect with you, Mike? Um, what, what's the best way of getting in touch? You can get me at musicradiocreative.com. All of the details you need to get in touch are there. That's the, the one way you can do it, musicradiocreative.com. And if you are interested in you know developing uh, an app uh, based around jingles and audio production, you know reach out to me because you know I'm, I'm very interested in that myself. Great. Okay. Well, I encourage anyone listening to uh, go and reach out to Mike. And uh, Mike, we hope that you uh, do start your podcast with an iPhone and uh, walking about because uh, that is... Um... Oh, you did mention you've already got a, a podcast going. We could go and check that out, can we? It's um, Music Radio Creative Podcast. Is that on iTunes? It is. It's on iTunes. You can search Music Radio Creative in iTunes or, again, uh, go to musicradiocreative.com and in the navigation there you'll see podcast. Just click it and, and there it is. Well, Mike, it um, just leaves me to say thank you very much for joining us on the App Guide podcast. It's been a thoroughly good journey and uh, I've got... Uh, so many interesting ideas coming out of this and <laughs> certainly uh, uh, my, my, I'd love to have you back on the show and perhaps we could do it from two um, locations that have never been done before you know some we'll think of uh, places where we can broadcast from and um, that would be awesome do, yeah maybe so, maybe Dubai maybe, well there you go <laughs> maybe maybe the top of the Burj Al Arab or something like that yeah I think we should do that it might be windy but we can get <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Okay, we'll, we'll set that. Um, but for the meantime, thanks very much for joining us on the AppGuide podcast, and we'll uh, see you in another episode. Awesome, Paul. I really appreciate what you do, and thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The AppGuide podcast goes out every Sunday and Thursdays.